Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, it's been another good day. A little cool still, and what the sun came out a while ago, shining away. I love it. I'm looking forward to a great week. And thank you so much for those of you who came this morning. Um, we had a good number. I don't know how many, but we had a great number this morning. And uh, several, of course, watching by Facebook Live as well as tonight. Uh, thank all of you uh, who are watching in. We think about you and we love you. And uh, I want to start by saying thank you to Travis Bryant for last Wednesday night uh, for doing the uh, Facebook for me. Thank you, Travis. And uh, I've set aside and got uh, land get that thing up for me where I could just privately listen to it myself. And uh, I thank you very much. And also, this morning, I want to thank Mr. Billy Burton for an outstanding job with the Gideons this morning. And we received $1,016 toward buying Bibles. I say, praise the Lord for a church that believes in giving and believes in missions. Uh, we just praise the Lord for you, church family, uh, for allowing Lynn and me to be a part of your lives and your church life. Um, I want to go over some announcements that I went over this morning. Of course, those of you who are watching the Facebook Live, uh, you need to go by the church. It'd be good if you called in the morning and told Miss Jeannie to save you a bulletin so that you can keep up with all the announcements, so you can keep up with uh, our times of worship as we make changes in the next week or so, which I want to make mention of this. Um Easter Sunday morning schedule, uh, we will have sunrise service at 7 a.m. And now the cross will be in place with a chicken wire on it out there in the parking lot for you to go by this week or next week or whatever uh, to put either put live flowers or artificial flowers. I'd love to have that cross just saturated with flowers by uh, Easter Sunday morning. Um, so anyhow, the schedule will be sunrise at 7.45, excuse me, 7 a.m., and our breakfast will be at 7.45. Now, concerning the breakfast, the breakfast is free, but you must let Miss Jeannie know and how many are coming, uh, lest you not get a biscuit that morning. So please, I beg you, uh, if you were not there this morning and uh, did not have a chance to fill out that uh, piece of paper, uh, please, please call Miss Jeannie this week. This week. Don't wait till next week. And uh, get the number down of how many is in your crew that is coming if you plan to stay for... Uh, breakfast, which will be at 7.45 Easter Sunday morning. 9 a.m. will be Sunday school. And 10 a.m. will be morning worship. Um, and then uh, our Wednesday night meals is about to crank back up. Um, be April the 7th, uh, starting at 5.45. And again, we beg you, we ask you to please call the office and let Miss Jeannie Burdett know how many uh, is in your group or individually that are coming. Now, some of you in the past, you say, well, they know I'm coming. Listen, 
please, I ask you, I beg you to call Miss Jeannie and let her know if you plan to be at the Wednesday night meal, April the 7th at 545. Uh, so don't count on extra food being prepared because we don't want to waste food. And so keep these, uh, these two, uh, announcements in mind. Um, I think that was all that I wanted to share on announcement, uh, wise. And, uh, of course, after, um, Easter Sunday, the following Sunday, we'll be back on our reg- regular schedule. Uh, Lord willing, with Sunday morning Sunday school, Sunday morning worship, evening worship, um, and Wednesday night uh, worship and Bible study and the meal. So keep these uh, dates in mind uh, as we uh, get cranked back up. People say, well, I didn't think we ought to start. Well, if you've had the opportunity to get your shots, I hope you have. Lynn and I have both got ours. And, uh, you know, people are going to Walmart, they're going to Lowe's, and they're going to the grocery store. He said, well, I have to go to the grocery store. That's right. Well, you know, you don't have to come to church. But, uh, you know, I think it's important. But you make the call. You make the decision uh, when you come to worship. If you want to wear a mask, it's fine. If you don't, that's your decision. But like Lent and I, we try to respect other uh, people as they come along. And so... Uh, with all those thoughts in mind, um, want to play you another song, and then Lynn will be coming to share um, our prayer request uh, for the evening.
Amen. There's going to be an invasion, and that's the Lord Jesus Christ coming. We were trying to get the background to where it would show. I don't know what's going on. Lynn, she'll move it around. She'll do something with it. Um, but Lynn's coming now to share our prayer request time and to pray. So uh, you at this time be giving her attention and be ready to let's all join together uh, in prayer. I don't know what's going on here, but um, we do have a a nice background here, but just not coming up. <coughs> Sorry. Uh, Kenny asked me about sharing a little bit about Lakeview, and I found this little story, and I, it, really, it really touched me. It says there's a famous story about a prospector who sold his farm so he could look for diamonds. He wore himself out searching the world for the mother load and finally dying in despair. Later, the man who brought the prospector's farm saw a flashing stone in the backyard stream. He fished it out. He admired it and put it on his mantle as an interesting curiosity. A visitor identified it as a diamond of a remarkable size. The farmer recalls seeing other such stones in the creek, and his farm became one of the most productive diamond mines in all times. The first man traveled the world looking for acres of diamonds, and when they were in his own backyard the whole time, there are acres of needs in our own backyard, and one of our acre of needs is Lakeview. We're still doing three meals um, a week for them, and they desperately need a cook. We we thought by now they'd have a cook, and they're, they're trying to find a cook to come in in the afternoon time and do supper. They have someone that comes and does breakfast and lunch. But you know what? The Lord is just really blessed with this ministry. Um, we We take the meals. I've got a lot of people who are always say yes i'll take the meals uh, and we have a group that cooks in the kitchen and uh we we buy one meal from the restaurant and people have just donated and we're, and we're good with money and we appreciate the money that you give us um so just keep praying for that ministry and for for lakeview assisted living uh they need our prayers um <clears throat> they know have someone a, looking for a cooking job yeah let you know um yeah they i, I think they're paying 950 an hour is what i'm told and and it is a medicare a medicaid uh home so uh just keep that in your mind uh just want to uh for us basically tonight to to do our prayer list but really need to pray for our country it's heavy on my heart mm. to pray for our country so we need to pray for our president and our vice president all of our government county kidding mentioned all of those this morning um law enforcement um pray for mike crenshaw and all of his men and all the ones in wahala seneca and westminster um the city policing um Remember uh, our farmers and our all our utility people that keep our power on. Um, we were in Greenville when we had the threats of the tornado, and uh, you know after going through through the um, tornado in Seneca, it just brings back so many memories. So we're thankful the storm passed by us. You know, um, we prayed for the storm to pass over, and it did. Um, few that um that we mentioned this morning rowan og that's carolyn Batson's great niece she's having surgery on the 31st i believe um and remember dean swaffer's sister and um the two that were in the car with with her at, that she has some brain bleeds and they also found some other things so remember them remember the family of beulah haney 
um, Jamie Charles, Hobie Turner, to, uh, Tony Blackwell, um, a lot on our prayer list. Um, you get your prayer list in the in the um, bulletin, and there's lots of names on there, and you, you know you can separate them up and pray for them and make the whole list during the week. Also remember our ones who are shut in. Uh, we have a lot of a lot of our elderly people are are shut in, and and they need our prayers too. So let's go to the Lord in prayer. Lord, I just come to you. Uh, in adoration and praise of who you are. Lord, you're our creator. You created our world. You created us. You created all of the um, animals, all the fish of the sea, the fowls of the air. Lord, mm. just from scripture, you created everything. And Lord, you placed us here in America. <clears throat> and we just praise your holy name for that. And you also gave us scripture that we can turn to, and we, we praise you for that, that we can learn the scripture and, and keep it in our heart for when we need it. And one scripture, Lord, that I have really just held on to is that you'll never leave us and you'll never forsake Amen. us. No matter what's going on, you're never going to leave us. You could be feeling bad about yourself. You could be uh, struggling in school. I don't know all the needs, but, Lord, you do. And I ask you just to bless. And, Lord, forgive us when we fail you. We do have um, acres of need right around us. Lord, help us to be very sensitive and help be there as Christians to to do whatever we can do. And Lord, forgive us when we fail you. Just help us to be more like you. And Lord, we come in thanksgiving. I thank you for the worship service that we had this morning, for the for everyone that was there, for the music, for Linda singing. Lord, it was just such a beautiful service, and I praise your holy name for it. And I, I thank you that we had a lot of youth parents there for the youth meeting as Mac is laying out their mission trip for this summer. I praise your holy name for that and i ask you already to start blessing that that trip lord for what all our our young people will be involved in i praise your name for that and lord i uh come with all these names on the list and i'm just going to touch the list lord and it'll just radiate to you all mm -hmm. the ones that we're praying for back and front lord whether it's our military on the back our shut-ins our homebound on the back and all the ones who who have had surgeries who are getting better lord we just we just praise your holy name that you're touching lives and touching people and we're very thankful lord and lord help us um as as in our country that you would just touch our president touch our vice president touch all of our people in the senate and the house mm. to make right decisions lord because you do have plans for us you have plans for our world and lord it really begins in us to start sharing you with every everyone that we come in contact lord and we're going to thank you we're going to praise you for everything we do that you do for us because lord we want to be like you we want to be your example and we'll praise your holy name for answered prayer. Amen. And we ask this all in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lynn. I don't know what's wrong with the background. It's real, real faint tonight. Um, but before we have one more song, go ahead and be, get your Bible. And we're going to be looking at the book of Nahum tonight. Nahum. Um, so if you'll just get your Bible and start flipping and, and looking for that book. It's in the Old Testament. Uh, where all the little guys are, Amos, uh, as I look back, Micah, um, 
Just keep turning there. You'll find it. Nahum. We're going to be looking at chapter 1, a few verses there. So as you get prepared for that, we want to have one more song. Precious Lord, linger near when my life is almost gone. Hear my cry, hear my call, hold my hand, lest I fall. Take my hand, precious Lord, keep me home, precious Lord, take my hand, lead me on, let me stand. Tennessee Ernie Ford. I remember him when I was just a little boy listening to his music. And uh, I'm thankful I got that old cassette tape there to look back at. Nahum, the the book of Nahum, or Nahum, ever how you want to say it. Um, I'm going to be doing some referencing back and forth, and I got two Bibles before me here. But Nahum chapter 1. Uh, beginning with verse 1, and we'll read through uh, verse 7. I'll give you just another moment or two to find uh, Nahum and see what God is going to say 
to Nineveh through um, Nahum. All right. Nahum 1, 1. The burden of Nineveh, the book of the vision of Nahum, the Ekashite. God is jealous, and the Lord avenges. The Lord avenges and is furious. The Lord will take vengeance on his adversaries, and he reserveth wrath for his enemies. The Lord is slow to anger and great in power, and will not at all acquit the wicked. The Lord hath his way in the whirlwind and in the storms and the clouds or the dust of his feet. He rebuketh the sea and maketh dry and drieth up all the rivers. Basham languisheth and Carmel, the flower of Lebanon languisheth. The mountains quake before the hills melt and the earth is burned at his presence. Yea, the world and all that dwell in it. Who can stand before his indignation. Who can hide, uh, excuse me, who and who can abide in the fierceness of his anger? His fury is poured out like fire, and the rocks are thrown down by him. The Lord is good, a stronghold in the day of trouble, and he knoweth those who trust in him. But with an overrunning flood, he will make an utter end of the place of the place, and darkness shall pursue his enemies. Well, let me just give you just a, a few words of introduction and background here. Uh, first of all, the repentance uh, under uh, Jonah delayed this judgment of God about a about a century uh, before this ever happened. You see, you remember the story of Jonah. Uh, God told him he wanted to go to Nineveh and preach. The city needed to repent. And uh, he disregarded that order. He ran. And you know, he ended up in the in the belly of a, a great fish. And three days he had to lay there and think about his disobedience to God. But as God does for us, he did for him. He gave him another chance. And And Jonah went to Nineveh and he preached for the people to repent. And they did. They changed. They turned around. But then things happened uh, that probably uh, Nineveh wished had never happened. You see, Nineveh, when we think about that, is the capital of the ancient uh, Assyrian Empire. It was noted for its cruelty and violence. Now, this is confirmed in the ancient records that, that people have found there. Under the preaching of Jonah in the 8th century, uh, before Jesus Christ, the city of the kingdom had turned, had turned to God. But in the time of Nahum, a century or more later, the city had wholly departed from God. They had fallen backward. They had turned everyone to his own way. Now, the message of Nahum, therefore, though given perhaps a generation before the destruction of the city, is not a call to repentance here but an unrelieved warning of judgment. Such is the way of God even today. Um, you know, light is rejected. Jesus is the light. And when I read, read this and reading this, I, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, sounds like America. 
you know, to back way up in, in, in the wars and how parents prayed for the kids that had had to go to war. And then when that war was over, it looked like they ceased to pray. They ceased to crowd into God's houses like they were doing. Um, you know, the great lesson of Nahum uh, is that the character of God makes him not only slow to anger, as the Bible says, but a stronghold to them that trust in him. And that's an important uh, point, that we trust in God, but also the one who will not at all clear the wicked. He can be just and a justifier of him who believeth in Jesus Christ. But not only um, his Son, but the Holy Spirit convicts and draws us uh, uh, to that point. You know, people, uh, some of the times the people have a question today, where is God? Where's God in all this, uh, uh, all this crooked election stuff? Where's God, uh, in, in the White House? Where, where is God in decisions that our government is making? Where is God? He's right where He's always been. And we know Him to be everywhere. But so many times we fail to acknowledge, uh, that God is real. We fail to acknowledge that God is on His throne. We fail to acknowledge that God is in control. Uh, He's everywhere. I want to turn to Psalm 139. Now, you can turn with me if you want to, but uh, we're going to move right along here. Psalm 139, verses 7 through 10 says, Whether shall I go from thy spirit, or whether shall I flee from thy presence? If I ascend into heaven... Thou art there, if I make my bed in hell, behold, thou art there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there shall thy hand lead me, and thy right hand shall hold me. And then Romans 8, if you want to turn there to Romans chapter 8, verse 35. Romans 8.35 Who is he that condemneth? Shall Christ that died, yea, rather, that is risen again? Who is even at the right hand of God? Who also maketh intercession for us? Who is that? That's Jesus. None other than Jesus. He is the one that arose from the grave. He is the one that's on the right hand of the Father. What shall separate us from the love of Christ? Now, I want you to listen Anything youth can think of, listen to this, shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword, as it is written, for thy sake we are killed all the day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, in all these things, listen, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things to come, nor things present, nor height or depth, nor any other creation or creature shall be able to separate us from the love of Christ, which is in, from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Nothing can separate us from the love of God. It's us that turn our back on Him. He doesn't turn His back on us. But you know what? When we turn our back 
on God, He's everywhere. We're still facing Him. He's not going to leave us. He's not going to forsake us. I want us just to think about this tonight. The character of God. What kind of character uh, does God have? Well, according to the Scripture here, that's what we're going to look at. And that's what we're going to bank on. So that you can't argue of what kind of character does God have. Verse 3. The very first part of verse 3 says the Lord is slow to anger. Uh, you know, it don't take much to make some of us furious. It don't take much to make some of us mad. But the Bible says he is slow to anger. You know, he made the sacrifice for us. Uh, you know, in just a few days, we're going to be we're going to be thinking about uh, the crucifixion. How Jesus had to go to that cross, how he was beaten unmercifully before he even went to the cross. How he was denied that he was even the Son of God. He made the sacrifice for us. For us. You see, he's our salvation. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He loves us in spite of who we are, in spite of the way we act and what we say and where we go and what we do. He loves us. He longs for us to stick with him. You see, in that garden experience there, Gethsemane, you know, he found himself alone, except for his father, and where he said, Lord, Father, if, if there's any way possible, let this cup, this bitter cup, this, this hard pain cup pass for me. However, he said, not what I want, but whatever you want. You see, he is the one uh, that dwells within us. He is the one that's keeping up with your labor and my labor. You know, his Bible says he'll not forget your and my labor um, of love. He's slow to anger. He loves us, and he'll not leave us. There's an offering uh, that God expects. He expects us to be obedient. That's a great offering, to be obedient to God. A lot of times offering people say, oh, they want money. God wants obedience. He wants obedience rather than sacrifice. He wants to, us to observe what he's doing around and about us. Uh, you know, it, it, it's amazing what God does and when he does it. And, you know, he does it all around us. And sometimes we just, we overlook it. We don't pay attention to it. But he's an open God. And I tell you this, um, he's not only slow to anger and he loves us, but he's a, he's a wonderful God. You know, you can't outgive him. You can't outlove him. And he expects us to be there. Another character about God, not only is he slow to anger, verse 3, the first part of that verse, but the second part of that same verse says, um, uh, Look at it with me there. Slow to anger and great in power. He is supreme in authority. Um, when I look at God, I, this is the way I look at him. He's a safe God. Um, you can trust him. He's safe. And if you're in his arms, you're safe. 
That don't mean we won't have trouble. It don't mean we won't have sorrow and heartaches and problems. It don't mean that. But we're in his arms. Nothing catches him by surprise. He knows what's coming. And all he asks is for us to be obedient to him. He He's safe God. He's a satisfying God. You know, he'll satisfy us with good things is what the Bible says. Now, he's also an ultimate God. He wants to be number one. And not number two, he wants to be number one. He, he is a powerful God, or in his authority. And he's also a, a rescuing God. He said, I'll never leave you, uh, nor will I forsake you. He's an eternal, everlasting, I forgive you, I love you, God. It's amazing to me what he does if we're obedient to him. Not only is he slow to anger, and superior, supreme in his authority. But thirdly, look at that verse again. The third part of that verse, he's sure to act. He is sure to act. Um, and he will not acquit the wicked. He will not clear the wicked. Listen, you know, people are living wicked lives. And I guess sometimes people think, well, surely God's not going to keep this as a record. God keeps everything because he knows everything. And you know what? He knows more than you and I what hurts him. Uh, you know, I'm satisfied I hurt my daddy. Uh, sometime our boys hurt us. But what about us? Have we thought about us, how we might be hurting God? Um. You know, I'm not going to name some things because some of you might think I'm being critical of you. But we all hurt God. We all are sinners. We all fall short of the glory of God. Um, of all the things, you know, listen, God is, if we don't um, accept Him and believe in Him, commit our lives to Him, the doom is sure to come. When we look at that verse 3, He'll not acquit the wicked. He's not going to clear the wicked. The wicked are going to give an account of their life. And if they don't change, their eternal home forever and ever is going to be hell. So when I think of that, the Lord hath his way. You know, he hath his way in the whirlwind. You know why? Because he's in charge of it. The doom is sure to come. Look what he says. The word acquit means to clear. He will not accept the wicked. Verse 8. Look at verse 8. But with an overrunning flood, he will make an utter end of the place, and darkness shall pursue his enemies. Bible talks about hell being a place of outer darkness. That's dark. You know, how dark is dark? You go into your closet, if it has no windows, and shut the door, turn the light out. At night, you can't see your hand in front. Of your face. Um, he will not acknowledge them as his own. You, you, the, the wicked are going to hear him say, Sorry, I never knew you. I'm sorry, I don't know you. I'm sorry, you didn't accept my son. I'm sorry, Jesus paid your way. And you rejected the way. He's not going to admire their works. Because their works is of Satan. 
he'll not comfort the wicked either. Remember the story of the rich man in hell? He lifted up his eyes, meaning he could see, he could hear, and he said, and he could feel because he said, I'm in torment. A fourth thing, we're talking about the character of God. He is slow to anger. He is supreme in authority. He is sure to act. And he is a super God. Look, look there at verse 3. And the clouds are the dust of his feet. You know, it's amazing what the formations that's in the clouds on a cloudy day. Just to, to lay still and, and look up at the, the designs that come uh, through clouds. The clouds are the dust of his feet. He has his way in the whirlwind. Uh, you know, many times I've had the privilege... Uh, to point out to my grandchildren if they were with me and to see a whirlwind and say, so and then I get them right quick when I hear it and I see it. I tell them, look, look at this, look, look at that. Sometimes it's just whirling up leaves, sometimes it's whirling up trash and paper. And I said, that's what you call a whirlwind. I said, the Bible talks about the whirlwind. The Bible talks about that God is in the whirlwind. So, children, you watch, because there goes God passing by through the whirlwind. You know, He, he, is, a, he is a super God. Uh, you know, I remember as a boy watching the program Superman. And then later years, way after Lynn and I was even married, come the superwoman. And then the superboy. <laughs> All that. Sometimes people don't remember those things, but I do. But, you know, I serve, and thank goodness, I serve a super God. That is for those who belong to him. Verse 7 says, the Lord is good. He's a stronghold in the day of trouble. Now, you know, if you're not having trouble, get ready, because trouble's coming. We're either in trouble, or just came out of trouble, or we're headed for trouble. And he knoweth those who trust in him. Are you trusting him tonight? Do you know him as your Savior tonight? Uh, you know, it, it's uh, all this tonight in, in the background study and the, the commentary. Uh, it, it reminds me of, of uh, America. Verse 2 said, God is a jealous God. And he is going to avenge all, listen, all this wicked junk and stuff is going on now. People are going to give an account. They are going to answer for this junk that's going on in our world. Uh, you know, I, I don't know where it's going to stop. You know, Lynn and I, basically, we feel secure, Okay. Let me just name a few things. We feel secure. You know, we, we, we have enough to make our payments. Uh, we have an, a good place to live. Uh, we have transportation. Um, all these things is gifts from God. You know, I don't know why he's blessing us like he is. But we, both of us, we just, we just want to be obedient, uh, to the Lord to know that, uh, you know, 
even when we're out of line, the Bible said he's slow to anger. But he might be slow to anger, but listen, he is sure to act. You mark it down. God is not going to excuse the wicked. He is not going to excuse you and me as his children if, if when we sin, uh, you know, consequences. He says in his word that he chastens every son whom he loves. Sometime I deserve a whipping from him. And you know, the, the Bible says that uh, the, the truth will set us free. You know, so many times today you wonder, uh, is people telling me the truth? Or are they lying to me? You know, I, I would hate to be a, a lost without Jesus adult today. I mean, you know... There's many Christians, okay? And there are many Christians that's serving the Lord, uh, that's loving God, that's attending His house, that's sharing His Word. But then you, on the other hand, you have another group of Christians who have backslid on God and who think that, hey, I'm a Christian. Uh, you know, it's okay. God's going to excuse me. Well, if you're doing wicked things as a Christian, He says He is not going to clear you in me. We will give an account of every action, every word, everything we do in this body. We're going to give an account for it. And I think, I look back sometime and I think, why did I do what I did? Why did I say what I said? You know, people are watching us. They're looking at us. And hopefully, looking at us and listening to us. They're going to do what verse 7, the last three words, trust in Him. Because without Him, uh, you know, we're nothing. But with Him, Paul said, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You know, without Him, uh, we are nothing. That word there in verse 3, acquit, it simply means to clear, to declare not guilty. But he says, I'm not going to acquit. I'm not going to clear. And then verse 2, the word adversaries. That's our enemy. That's our enemy. And sad to say, sometimes our family is our enemy. That's sad to think about. That's sad to say that our own family would turn against us because of what we believe. But we must continue. Hopefully, by our example that they would accept the Lord Jesus. This was a burden of Nineveh, that at one time they had it right. They lived right. They talked right. They acted right. But then they backslid on God. And God said, I'm not going to excuse you. You've had opportunity after opportunity. And you know that's the way it's going to be when the lost stand before God. They've had opportunity after opportunity. They've heard radio preachers. They've heard TV preachers. They work around Christians. And yet they turn him down. They turn him down. I hope you'll have a good evening. Um, I know God's going to bless you and all that uh, you do as a Christian. Um, and I hope that he will. Because he said he would. And because he said he would... Bottom line, he will.
I hope to uh, see you on Wednesday evening, uh, Facebook Live. Uh, we'll be back in uh, uh, Gospel. Um, beg your pardon? John. The Gospel of John. Um, sharing the Word with you. And I hope you'll have a good evening. I hope you'll have a good week. Um, regardless of what comes your way, please know Lynn and I are here. If you need us, you need to talk. Hey, we always love to help our church family and any of those who are not members of our church. Um, if you need us, give us a call. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for the privilege tonight to share your word. Thank you for those names that I see in the screen. Lord, bless every one of them. Bless our whole church. Lord, those that are traveling, give them safety. Watch over and protect them. Even in the midst of storms, if they find themselves in a storm, Lord, help them to call on you because that's what he said do. That's what Jesus said do. Call on me and I'll answer you and show you great and mighty things that you hadn't even thought about. God bless our people. Thank you in the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. You can sign me off if you want to, or you can listen to this last song. God bless you, and I'll look to uh, see your names on Wednesday evening.